Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're staying with the conversation. We're staying with the question as it relates to racism and race relations here in the state of Utah, across the country and around the world. And obviously racism still exists in the world today. Eliminating it, eliminating that prejudice begins with the one. It's a a one person at a time. And then it becomes a cottage industry uh, in a home, in a neighborhood, in a community. And I really believe it begins with an introspective journey. To root out racism, to recognize your own bias, whether that is a conscious or unco- a conscious or unconscious bias, uh, and removing hate from your heart, and just looking at people as fellow travelers and showing grace uh, while receiving grace as you come to understand those around you. This is something that I have uh, watched the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints do in all of our conversations uh, over the course of this two-hour special today. Uh, we've looked at various faith groups and ethnic groups and individuals who have taken on racism uh, and race relations in an interesting way. Uh, of course, uh, back in October of 2020, President Russell M. Nelson, president of the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, called on members everywhere to root out racism. Brothers and sisters, please listen carefully to what I'm about to say. God does not love one race more than another. Today, I call upon our members everywhere to lead out in abandoning attitudes and actions of prejudice. I plead with you to promote respect for all of God's children. Respect, attitudes, and action. Uh, are the things where we begin one at a time. Each of us starts with a look in the mirror of what we're going to do. Uh, President Dallin H. Oaks uh, repeated President Nelson's call to root out racism, emphasizing the importance of understanding our history just a little bit better. I speak of the problem of racism. You will recall President Nelson's great teachings in general conference on this subject, and perhaps my own plea that Latter-day Saints unite to root out racism. To do that, we must have clear thinking about how current events should be analyzed and acted upon in view of this nation's shameful history of black slavery. We need to understand how the founders postponed resolving that moral issue to obtain the ratification of the Constitution for the creation of this nation. President Oaks went on in this uh, address back in 2020 to address racism, what it means, and why it is that each one of us have to do our part to root it out. Now I speak of the subject that commands our attention, racism. Dictionaries typically define racism as involving the idea 
that one's own race is superior to others and has the right to rule over them. This idea has led to many racist laws and administrative policies. With this background, I was thrilled to hear President Nelson include a powerful doctrinal condemnation of racism and prejudice in his talk at General Conference. He said, quote, I grieve that our black brothers and sisters the world over are enduring the pains of racism and prejudice, end of quote. That was his focus, but he expanded its impact by teaching this principle, quote, God does not love one race more than another, end of quote. Thus, we condemn racism by any group toward any other group worldwide. President Nelson emphasized that point by saying, quote, favor or disfavor with God is dependent upon your devotion to God and his commandments and not the color of your skin, end of quote. Uh, I loved how... Uh, Dallin H. Oaks pointed out that the idea that one's own race is superior to others and has the right to rule over them has led to many racist laws and policies over the ages. And recognizing that and then recognizing the work that needs to be done today and what needs to be done tomorrow is all part of that process. Uh, One of the things that I have appreciated from Elder Quentin L. Cook of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, he mentioned that it's unity and diversity and how we should actually look at those things. With our all-inclusive doctrine, we can be an oasis of unity and celebrate diversity. Unity and diversity are not opposites. We can achieve greater unity as we foster an atmosphere of inclusion and respect for diversity. Uh, I, I love that, uh, this oasis of unity and celebrate diversity. Uh, that unity and diversity are not opposites. Uh, we always talk about it in the context of oneness is not sameness. Uh, and then Sharon Eubank, a member of the Relief Society General Presidency in the Church, added that unity isn't something that just happens. This is not magic thinking. This takes a lot of hard work and heavy lifting. Unity doesn't magically happen. It takes work, it's messy, sometimes it's uncomfortable, and it happens gradually when we clear away the bad as fast as the good can grow. We're never alone in our efforts to create unity. I think that uh, Sharon Eubank pointed out something that is so important in all our approach to race relations, race conversations, is it takes work, yes. But I loved how she pointed out, guess what? It's messy, Sometimes it's just flat out uncomfortable. And importantly, it happens gradually. As we lean in, as we listen and learn, as we start looking at things from the experience and the perspective of others, uh, and that applies to everybody, whether you're part of a minority population, a majority population, or anything in between, we, we have to look at it in just a little bit different way. And then finally, I wanted to share one thing from last June. The Church of Jesus Christ and the NAACP announced a joint educational and humanitarian initiative, including activity with historic black colleges uh, and a special uh, scholarship that would take people uh, back to Ghana to learn uh, these young black students to learn of their history and not as a way to become bitter by what happened, but become agents of betterment which I think in all our race relations has to be the central focus. 
Uh, in that uh, announcement, in that press conference uh, with mem- uh, mem- leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ and the NAACP, uh, President Russell M. Nelson spoke about where our shared beliefs require us to build bridges. These passionate beliefs motivate us to action. What do we do because of those beliefs? We call for greater civility and kindness, and we work together to bless the lives of God's children. We seek to build bridges of cooperation instead of walls of segregation. Building bridges of cooperation instead of walls of segregation. And in all our conversation around race and race relations, that has to be the goal. And we have to recognize that wedges, wedges never build bridges. Uh, They can't be the foundation of a bridge because the further you drive the wedge, the deeper the divide becomes. And we have to be able to remove those wedges so that we can actually move forward. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get to the therefore what question. We've talked about race. We've talked about prejudice and bias. What are we going to do about it in the end? It's up to me and you, and we'll talk about it coming up next. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. 